This is the story of how Howie Mandel booked Deal or No Deal, completely turning his career around, even though he originally didn't want the job in the first place. As a word of caution, there's some swearing. There's a lot of swearing in this story, so you've been warned. You told me once, though, too, is that, um, that you, at first, when Deal or No Deal was presented to you, you didn't really initially jump on it. Jump on it? it I was... said, fuck you to the person <laughs> called... I, I, I know, I know. I was at 2005, I, to I told you this. Yeah. My career, in my mind, was over. You know, I had I had done uh, St. Elsewhere, and I had done Bobby's World in the 90s, and I did a lot of TV, and I did a lot of movies in the 80s, and by about 2004, I was uh, getting jobs at comedy clubs, which were maybe 25% full when I got there, so there was no people in the audience, so wow. I've, I've, the audience had waned. In my, in my height, I was playing like 10,000 seats in 84 or 83 and, and doing The Tonight Show, but now I had like 60 people in the audience, and I was reading for parts for five lines and under, so I'd be outside a casting office. Uh -huh. And then I get this call from my manager who says, you know, NBC wants you to do a, a game show. And I went, fuck you. Mm. And if you remember, uh, nobody remembers, but if you remember <laughs> 2004, 2005, at that time, not one comedian ever since... Groucho Marx had done a game show. Groucho Marx did You Bet Your Life, which Leno is actually doing right now. But but no comedian had done that. And in fact, you know, being the game show host was the punchline. You know, it was kind of a joke. It's just the guy in a suit who reads trivia questions. I didn't want to be a game. So I said, fuck you. You know, my career is over and I'd like to leave. And Were you going to go back to Canada? No, I'm, I, I'm, I, I deal in, uh, I've, I've done okay, but I like real estate as much as I like show business. So I was doing real, I said, listen, as for money and business, I can do okay. I just don't need to be constantly humiliated, embarrassed, kicked in the nuts mentally every fucking day. This is a really hard business, even when you're doing well. Yeah. Even when you're doing well, because the, the better you do, the harder the rejection feels because you feel uh -huh. like you got that self-worthiness and how can he say no? You know, even <laughs> up to like two months ago, I've, you know, as you talked about, I produce shows. I've even said to a network, you know, and you know what? I'll host this one. And they have said to me, well, we don't want you. So... <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, which is funny, but it's also, it's a kick in the nuts. Yeah. So what I'm saying is I couldn't, I wasn't, I didn't have the success along with the kick of the nuts. So I just said, listen, I'll make money. I'll do it. I don't need to do this to myself every day. And if I do a game show, that's going to be the nail in the coffin of my career. Wow. You know, game show host. That's the last thing I want to do. Or I'd be embarrassed in front of any of the comedy community or anybody in show business the last thing he did he did saying elsewhere he did movies he created shows and now he's saying what is the capital <laughs> of arizona yeah, for yeah, six yeah. points yeah yeah you know that wasn't something i thought was and you know in the cards for me and and so i said no then they called back a half hour later they go i just want you to understand that they're going to do this game show it's not an afternoon game show they're going to do it in prime time Five nights. And, and no network has ever devoted five hours in one week of primetime television to a game which already exists in most of the world, and it's kicking ass. Oh. So I said, I really don't want to do it. He calls me back a half hour later, and he said, will you just talk to the guy? I go, I'll talk to the guy, but I don't even want to, you know, the hu part of the humiliation is me driving and, and trying to find the place, kind of like today. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, uh, he comes in and he goes, let me just show you the game. And I thought I was being pranked. It's this guy, Rob Smith from Endemol. And he brought in, he had a cartoon. He had a cartoon. He had a, um, an art card, like a piece of paper. 
and he had drawn 26 squares. He didn't go to Kinko. He didn't spend. It looked like a special needs after school project. <laughs> yeah. And 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 he he puts these 26 down. He goes, I'm going to show you something. Pick a card and don't show me what it is. And I pick a card and I don't show him what it is. But it's he's got the each card had the amount of money on it, like a million and what. Yeah. Mm. He goes, now, do you think you got the million? I go, well, I, I got the soup. And why do I think he goes, watch this. Open up six other cards, and whatever's in those cards is not in your. And I didn't really understand. I go, is there any trivia? Is there any skill? No. Right. So I went home and I told my wife, "This is the worst fucking. There's no game. <laughs> an hour, yeah, an yeah. hour." And and they kept saying to me, "You are perfect for this. We can't do this without you, Howie. We see you as the perfect person for this game." Which bothered me more because there's no fucking game. <laughs> Maybe it's because I had no fucking career. So a guy with no career doing no game is yeah. perfect. <laughs> yeah. So so um, I went home and my wife said to me, "What did I said? It's this game. They open up cases and that." And she goes, "Do it." And and uh, she just said flat out do it. Yeah. Well, she said I don't want you in the house anymore. <laughs> yeah, 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 I got it. She said just do it, please. Yeah. You just gotta. I'm, I was going down a really dark wormhole. Uh. I was just sitting there horribly. And she goes, I don't care what it is. Just do something. You just need to do it. And and so she talked me into doing it, wow. which I thought was horrible idea but i listened to her like you listen to her yeah they seem to be a little smarter than we are yeah yeah um and and the thing is that i so i went there and i was devastated you know because they were practicing it and it didn't make any sense to me and then i said oh and this is friday so i call them back on friday and i said okay i'll do it and they went great we told you you're the perfect person for this you're the guy that can do this and i said when do we tape and he goes monday and i go monday monday <laughs> But what about the models? You need 26 months. We got them. We got, I said, you've already cast all the models. I go, what about a set? Built. How fucking oh far God. down the list was I? I called them back. I was terrified that I said, okay. My yeah. wife made me say, okay. Yeah. So I called them a couple hours later and I said, can I, I don't know what to do. And I've never done a game show. Can you were we vulnerable and scared. I live vulnerable and scared, but yes, I yeah. was even more heightened vulnerability and fear yeah. because we were about to start. And I, so I said, can I hire some comedy from my friends to write? Maybe we can write. Maybe if nothing else, if this game is a piece of shit, I'll be, maybe I'll be funny. Right. Like, and I don't know what to do. And you're asking me to do five hours. So let's write. They said, okay. And two of my friends came over and we wrote jokes about cases and things and models and shit like that. And then I walked out that first day, that Monday, I walk out and they said, welcome to Deal or No Deal. And the crowd is roaring and there's 12 cameras around and all these lay. And I introduced the very first uh, contestant. Never forget, I did 500 shows, Karen Van. Wow. Karen Van, Karen Van was the very first contestant. And uh, I met her, I said, tell me about yourself, Karen. And Karen explained to me that she was a single mother and these were her three children sitting in the audience right there. And she's never owned a home and she doesn't have health insurance. She's not from here, she's from some site in Iowa, like in middle America. And then I, I realized, oh my God, this person is is real. <laughs> this oh, is right. real. And this is gonna, for her, that's, that's Karen a, Van right there. Wow, Karen and, Van. And this picture makes so much sense to me. Keep this picture up because I wanna tell you. This is how she decided to dress for our episode, right? Yeah. So, and that was Karen Van. That's the very first show. I've been doing the show for 10 minutes. And then I realized she's a real person. And I and I also realized she's never been on television before. So there was a, like a glaze over her as far as all the cameras and all the lights and all the people. So she really wasn't listening. You know, so I, the first offer was something like $10,000. And I thought, 
she's done nothing. And in two minutes, I just offered her $10,000. And with no thought, she goes, no deal. And here's a woman that just said, she has three children. She doesn't have insurance. She yeah. doesn't have, and she's turning, to, I would have said $10,000. Anyway, the point that I was making here is she said, no deal. And then I thought, first and foremost, and this is what I love about you. Yeah. You're a human being. That's right. First. 100. And, and as crazy as you are, you're a nice human being. And what happened to me there, I'm, now I'm tooting my own horn. I'm very nice. You no, are very no, no, but, but the thing was, I, by the way, this is a real person, and I don't care about, she was making some dumb decisions. Mm. So that, that changed my cadence. And I didn't want to do jokes anymore because I felt that that was distracting her. Right. from making good decisions. And it also informed my cadence of how I did that show. I talked to her like I talked to uh, my five-year-old. And I said, okay, the offer, listen to me, is $60,000. Wow, it's wow. happening. $60,000, more than you've made in three years. Or do you open up another four cases? Karen, listen to me, $60,000. Wow deal or no deal you know and that i was talking to her wow, but that became wow. my my yeah. cadence and it was just about making her understand how important this was that's amazing the cool it, it wasn't amazing because it didn't work and she ended up leaving <laughs> no but she ended up leaving that woman look at her right there yeah. ended up leaving with five thousand dollars now that's great five thousand right. dollars is almost double what i'm getting today for this podcast <laughs> <laughs> so I did the show and I did none of the jokes and I just played that game with that cadence. Mm -hmm. And I taped five episodes and I went home so miserable, so depressed because I said, for the first time, I've done five hours of television and I did fucking nothing. Uh, nothing. Because, I, you know, as a comedian, when you're doing something, you're not getting laughs. Well, it, it wasn't like, funny. Yeah. I wasn't doing li lines uh, like that were given to me from a script. I was, right. It was the first time I was just Howie and I was just doing nothing. I just you're showed up. You're real. Right, but that's not, you know, I went into this business to be a comedian, to be an actor, to, be, to do something entertaining. And I did nothing. I didn't do anything witty. I didn't do anything funny. And when it was going to air, I got on a plane with my whole family and I made my, we flew to someplace in the Caribbean where there wasn't TV uh. and I was in Tortola. And I got a call on the morning after it aired the first time, Rob Smith called me and he goes, you're not gonna believe this, it went through the roof. And I went, what? He goes, the ratings are unprecedented. I go, for what? He goes, our show. And I just sat there, I didn't know what to say, like thank you or anything, I just, Hung up the phone. I thought something's wrong. The next day it aired. <laughs> the next day wow. it aired, and Rob called me and said it's even bigger on the second night, and it was bigger on the third night. And that at the end of the week, 100 million people had watched it Damn. on just Fucking goosebumps on the network. Fucking goosebumps. 100 million people. I got on a plane. I came back. I landed in Miami. Within 30 seconds of landing, the first person that made eye contact with me, went, deal or no deal? And then every other person was doing it. Oh my, God. goosebumps, it, 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 goosebumps, it, it, man. That could be a rash. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, yeah. She's coughing, you're, <laughs> you're breaking out. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, this is giving me goosebumps, bro. So, and, and out of everything I've ever done, everything from St. Elsewhere to movies, to Bobby's World, to AGT, to whatever I do, the biggest success I've ever had in my career was Deal or No Deal, which gave me the groundwork for everything else. That's how I started my production company. So I started calling you. I renegotiated and well, I, rather than more money, I said, put me on the lot. I was on Universal for seven years. 
and 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 I started producing shows and getting shows on the air. But that was the one time, the one time when when I went no fucking way three times, and who nobody is more surprised and thrilled than I am. Now, when you were in the Miami airport and you're and people are coming up to me, was was your wife like astounded? Yeah, she knew she saw the show, oh. and she kept telling me. But I thought it was because she loved me. It was great. She goes, you got to see it. It's great. You're not inside. I go, what is so great? I didn't do anything. Tell me one funny thing. Yeah. And she goes, no, no, no. It wasn't funny. It was great. I go, but what did I do? And she, go, uh, she goes, it, 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 the idea of that humanity and people like either gambling or taking it too far or changing their life forever. That's great. I go, but me, talk about me. Uh, why is that? Why is that? It's embarrassing. Anybody could have been there. They go, no, you handle that's it. Not, how that's it, that's you, not true, too. But that's only how I you felt. could have done. I know, but only you could have done that. Well, thank you. It would have been a completely different show if somebody else did it. Somebody else did do it before me. They, you know that. The <laughs> well, no, in, they did in a different country. No, here oh, oh. The, the show went. Uh, they did six episodes at ABC uh, with uh. a British host, and then uh, whoever took over ABC, it wasn't their show, uh -huh. so they never aired it. Mm. So uh. then we took the they took the ABC show and recast it and did it with the same executive producer, Scott St. John, at NBC. Uh, but right before I was doing it, they gave me the tapes that they watched at ABC, and I said, I don't want to do this. I don't, wow. I don't get it. That's incredible. You know, and they did it very differently, but what we did at NBC seemed to take off and do well. And I love, I love the show now. Yeah, you know what you And, okay. and <laughs> when that show took off, yeah. That was when they called Jeff Foxworthy and said, you should do smarter than a fifth grader. Ah. And that's when they called Bob Saget and said, you should do one versus 100. Mm. And that's when they called Louis Anderson and said, you should do Family Feud. And that's why Steve Harvey has a career. Every time they're going to do a game show now, yeah. the first calls are always comics. That's amazing. So the story we just heard covers a four-year arc that was probably a pretty dark period for Howie from 2003 to 2007. Obviously, Deal or No Deal did very well. And in 2010, Howie replaced David Hasselhoff in America's Got Talent. And now he is one of the longest tenured judges on America's Got Talent and has revived his own superstardom. As for game shows and changing the genre in general, how he credits himself with turning around the game show genre and injecting comedy and comedians, uh, most notably now with Steve Harvey and Family Feud.